I've been doing low Bs, high Bs, mid tier Bs, and you just took but, that and copied it, which is I, fine. I just, it's great. I, I, gave it, I gave it. I gave it a better, catchier. Yeah, that's thing, fine. You know, no, you did great. You did a good job. No, you did great. <laughs> <laughs> so disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different album, different artist, different artist, different album. We break down the record. Uh, we give our biggest bangers, stinkers if we got them. We get into the lyrics, music, everything you can think of, and we try to have a good time doing it. If you didn't already know, my name is Tyler. Way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. While you're listening, give us f- go to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Give us five stars and five stars only. All the social media is at Asinine yeah. Radio. And now that I have the boring intro out of the way, let's jump right into our, um, oh, what are we doing today? Boy, fuck, I don't even know what I'm doing. What are we doing today, Oh, oh we're doing uh, Green Day's Nimrods. Now, Jeff, what is your origin story with the Green Days? Go. It was my mom. She, she had Dookie as an album, um, when, I guess when it came out. And I remember listening to it, because she listened to it when I was a, a wee lad. But um, so like she had Dookie, then she had Insomniac. But Nimrod was the first one that I bought like for myself. So that's mm-hmm. why there's more nostalgia and it's more personal because I bought it for myself rather than yeah. just took her CDs because eventually like her CDs became my CDs and they were all like the 90s stuffs. Um, but yeah, her her CD had the original Ernie on the back. So that's that's uh, that's hard to find actually on CD and vinyl. Because obviously that was airbrushed out because Ernie and Bert had a fight and did not like it, and mm-hmm. they took uh, they took Ernie off the back cover. So even a CD with like the Dookie or from the Dookie album with Ernie in the back is worth a little bit more. So that's cool. I wonder how much more. Hmm. The CD is not worth much more, but the vinyl is worth a lot more. Okay, because yeah. I I have that CD as well, the one with Ernie. Yeah, so. I stay. It's, I mean, you're not gonna like put a down payment on a house with it, but <laughs> definitely something cool to have. Yeah, definitely. So, I'll trade you that for Artists in the Ambulance. Yeah, you want that? Yeah, I'm down with that. That's a good <laughs> trade. <laughs> okay, I'm down. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, my origin story. This was the first CD I ever got. It was I. My cousin had this one. I, he made me listen to it, and I loved it. And I, just Green Day was my favorite band for for years. I begged my mom to go buy this for me at the warehouse, um, that old music store here in uh, the United States. And um, yeah, it's, I mean, I've just been addicted to this record, this CD, this record, whatever you want to call it. And I would listen to this over and over, or Dookie over and over and over again. Um, and yeah, that's that's my origin story was, was this is my first CD and I love the band. I love this record. But uh, but yeah, Nimrod, I got I got that record when it came out as well. And But Insomniac, I didn't get into until years later. I didn't even know it existed. So I jumped from Dookie to Nimrod. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That, that's all I got for that. But uh, I guess we could just pop into Nimrod. Pop into Nimrod. About yeah. Hop into it. So yeah, I mean, like I said, I got this when it came out. You said you got it when it came out. So there's not much more to the origin story there. 
But um, let's, let's start it off with, do we have any stinkers on Nimrod? No. No. Okay, good. I don't either. I did have... So a couple things I, I came up with this week. Here we go. So the first is the way the way I, I rank these songs as bangers on, on Nimrod. And I might, I might do this with, with every album if every song on the album is a banger. Because every song on this album is a fucking banger. Okay. So this is separated into, into three tiers. A BB, a Beyond Banger. A B, a banger. And an FB, a filler banger. Still a banger, but it's a filler in the context of the record. Interesting. So that's how I've, that's how I've done this record. Or split up this record. I mean... I've been doing low Bs, high Bs, mid-tier Bs, and you just took but, that and copied it, which is fine. I just, it's great. I, I it's gave not a big it, deal. I gave, it, I gave it a better, catchier Yeah, that's fine. Thing, you know? No, you did great. You did a good job. No, you did great. <laughs> <laughs> so disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. and then the other, the other thing that I realized that I came up with this week was... Billy Joe has a very distinctive voice, obviously, but it was never more distinct than on Dookie. Dookie is so unique. His voice is so unique on that. He he rarely ever goes back to that voice, and when he does, it's super fucking rad. And I call it the Dookie drawl. Ooh, because the Dookie drawl. It has this very, he has this very lazy way of singing on that record, and, and it does come out on other records, but there's never an entire record like Dookie where he does the Dookie drawl. So I so you'll hear you'll hear us or at least me talk about the Dookie draw. Yeah, no, I'll use it. I'll coin it. That's fine. So there you go. Few few liner notes. Few liner notes for this episode. Bring back Sanchi as well. That's fine. (laughs) That's never coming back, man. You've been trying for years. (laughs) You've been trying for years. Um, (laughs) I hate it so much. I used to say it all the time. all right, let's start with, uh, since we have no stingers, let's start with our, with, actually, um, Nice Guys Finished Last, since we already played it. Yeah. Uh, where does this sit for you on the banger list? And uh, yeah, let's talk about that. What do you got? Go. This is, uh, this is I, I guess in your tier, it would be a beyond banger. This is my 5B. Look at that. Mm-hmm. It's my 5B as well. My, my BB. <whistles> Number five. Look at that. Yeah, this is... Okay. Uh, Man, this is such a really, really great transition from the Insomniac sound to Nimrod. It just it is fucking absolutely perfect. And that drum roll with a little chick is there, and then Dirt's mm-hmm. bass is so dirty in that part. So God, man. Dirty. It's so dirty. <laughs> we should coin that one, too. <laughs> well, that, that's, so that's dirty. Just, yeah, dude. That's his fucking name, but, you know. Let's do it. Let's yeah. Do it. I, I wrote dirty. Yeah, it is, it is really dirty, like though. Sometimes it is, like, overly dirty. And this album... His bass comes through a lot, like in a lot of spots that I never realized until like the deeper dive this week. And uh, God, I listened to this album probably like eight or nine times this week, and then half of it was on the vinyls. It's crazy. So much. I, I know. only got it through was, this one three times. It was fucking nuts, dude. I, I listened to it like in the car, on a house. I listened to it with a fox. I listened to it with a mouse. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> what is that from? What is that from? It's like Dr. Seuss or something? Yeah, like Green Eggs and Ham. Is it really um, from Green Eggs and I, I will eat them in a house. I will eat them with a mouse. <laughs> I don't know. That's what so things. annoying. But yeah, so so Nice Guys finished last. It just I think it's a fucking perfect intro for this album, for this next kind of like different era of the band. Because yeah. now we're this is a different era of the band. This is this is them experimenting with other sounds, doing things a little bit different, doing things uh, that they've never done before. And it's it's kind of cool. There's a lot of there's a lot of very varied songs on this album. I mean, obviously, 
good riddance going to like platypus i mean that is just like fucking night and day two different bands essentially <laughs> i know so it's it, there's a lot of cool things going on i think nice guys finish last is just a fucking perfect transition into the new era of green day yeah I, I, i'm with you on that i it, it is perfect in that sense um but it, it does sound like they're having a little bit more fun this is the beginning of them having a little bit more fun like most of nimrod is they, I feel like they they've kind of shed the the animosity towards Gilman Street and 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 all that kind of shit, um, and they're they're experimenting, just having a good time as a band, partying a lot. There's a lot of partying at this time, maybe a little too much. Some might say. Um, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't either, but some might say that. <laughs> um, God, maybe no, the okay. mothers. <laughs> maybe the mothers. Maybe so. I agree with you, uh, Mike's. Uh, bass playing very very dirty especially during the transitions fucking top-notch stuff that that kind of like scale he does during the chorus is fucking awesome too and it just he's just i honestly think he's an underrated bass player he's not talked about enough and he's already talked about a lot just not enough um he has really some some great moments on this entire record but this one specifically in those parts I, i love that chorus I mean, because you have Billy Joe singing that that melody that is so fucking catchy. I think it's one of the catchiest parts on the whole record. Yeah, the, that that chorus, um, which is a good throwback to like Dookie. You know, this is this is them still having that that pop punk edge from Dookie, but then still moving forward. And I really really like that because it doesn't have like it has like big power chords, but they're not they're not as like saturated in like this wall of sound like on Insomniac and parts of Dookie. It's just everything is much more spaced out on like a like a mixing level, I guess. Yeah. And I, I, it's, I it's agree. Nice. The, the, there's like that pre-chorus. That's like my favorite part of the song. And one of my favorite parts of the album too, just that whole, like, I'm so fucking happy. I could cry. That's very dookie. It's very dookie sounding. It's very insomniac sounding. It's very yeah. cool, but a little bit heavier. It's great. And, uh, so also real quick, consider con- Jeff got the box set, the Nimrod box set. So we're not going to touch upon the demos on this record because we're probably because we're going to do that on a separate we're going to do a whole separate episode on the nimrod demos right unless you really want to bring something up unless you really really want to bring something up there's only two tracks on the on the on the on the demo uh, (laughs) vinyl that i would like to talk about just because like i think they're really really good on their own not just like a cool variation of of a demo or whatever um the rest of them i think are just are just kind of for the yeds but trey polka and then black eyeliner are, are both uh, Beyond bangers, Black Islander for yeah. sure too. Trey Polka, that one, that one totally caught me off guard. <laughs> it's so funny just the way it starts out too. It it's so, it's not disrespectful to like German music and polka music, but it's just fun. Oh, it's funny. Yeah. yeah, it's just straight up fun, man. Straight up fun. Love yeah, it. and and the Black Eyeliner, that's the dude's fucking dope. That was the first time they used the melody that they would reuse in two different uh, occasions. One is in the pre-chorus on church on Sunday. Um, but here mm-hmm. it's, it's more, it's more like FOD kind of inspired and it's just him on a guitar. Um, it's not acoustic, it's plugged in, but damn, it's so good. And, and he can do that, that sound really, really well, like really, really well. Oh yeah. And they still do it to this day. Various songs. It'll, it'll just be him on the, on the guitar by himself. Then the band will come in later on, but damn, man, these guys can just, these guys can really do it all. <laughs> they can they can do it all. They're all extremely talented, like vocally, guitar playing. I mean, he doesn't shred it up too much, but he's a really good guitar player. He can do a lot of different shit. And then obviously Mike and Trey are 
great musicians as well as songwriters. So. Yeah. Anyway, nice guys finished last. Do we have anything more on this one? Or lyrically, what, what do you have lyrically on this one? So I had another thing too. I can't remember what it was though. Oh, oh yeah. When when Trey's okay. hitting that bell, that, that bell on the right's in one part. So it was like, ding, ding, ding. Oh, yeah. You kind of hear it. That's so cool. And, and, and Trey adds a lot of nuance to a lot of these songs on this album that he's never... He's never done in, in a capacity that I like the album. So he's done it like other times, but this is this is like I think one of his best drum performances. There's just a lot of different things that he's trying really? to do. There's a lot of really, really cool fills. There's a lot of really broken drum parts that he does. And then mm-hmm. in doing so, the band kind of follows along. But you can just kind of tell like that's something a drummer would, would come up with. Like, hey, let's let's break this verse up and do it like this. Kind of the same way, uh, like in the middle, that that middle part in the the, the Jimmy Eat World song, that oh yeah, like that thing. Like, there's a lot so of good. that. There's a lot of that on this album. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, and that's cool. That's it is. cool, dude. It is. So yeah, continue your joke. Well, yeah, lyrically, I mean, for me, I I think it's more. I think it's just about him being a loser, even though he's always nice, and he sees the jerk offs around him being liked by everybody else and he's just he's just talking about that i mean the, the really the title is is what the song is about nice guys finish last but this is the kind of song that i feel like would be could be problematic nowadays if it was written has the the incel vibes <laughs> and uh yeah it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be popular nowadays i don't think has not aged well according to twitter i go fuck but, it's good i don't know you got anything else on this one lyrically no. musically no, 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 that's it. That's it. All right. So then, what's your what's your biggest banger off oh, this record? I got to highlight it. I got to highlight it in red, dude. I already, I have already highlighted, it, man. You got to keep on this shit. Come on. Do you? Do that's me. That's me. Being I hear you snapping. I hear you snapping. Snapping. I know. Yeah, my my so my one B. My one B is Grouch. The Grouch. Wow, that's my seven B. But the it's grouch. still beyond banger. Grouch. But it's my seven B. So yeah. yeah, what do you got on this one? This is uh, so like three tracks in. I remember getting this. On, on the CDs and like I was I was really like blown away by the first two tracks and when this one hit just the way it comes in just the way like how poppy it is how catchy it is that is just that has hooked me since day one I honestly remember the first time that I ever fucking heard this song and I was just like holy shit I want to like play guitar I want to be like a rock star this is why because of this song this is so cool so this is this is just something that I've always I've always just loved. And then Dern's bass comes through very well in this song. Very dirty. So nice. Very dirty. <laughs> and, and this song, this song just never lets up in like the swing department. It's just, it's fucking rad, man. And the solo's really cool. It's just fun. I don't know. It's just like, hey, it's time to pop punk and jump around. Let's go. <laughs> Dude, that one, two, three, that little double chicka there real quick. Oh, it's so good. The The only thing I don't, really i mean i like the song but the one thing that i've never really liked is how it starts where it's just billy joe and the the clean guitar oh, i, I don't like when songs do that i don't like when when they immediately start with the vocals and a guitar like that whether it's like you know the open chords like that or if it's like palm muting whatever i, I just i don't don't like it i like um, it because it, there's no there's no timing to latch on to you have to now as a listener keep up try and figure out what the timing is because True. he comes in right away. It's not like a one, two, three, or nothing. It's just boom. It starts on like the zero zero second of the track, and I like I like <laughs> I like being panicked, and that's fun. 
I will say though that that guitar riff is quintessential Green Day. Oh, it's so that, good. That that kind of swingy. Dun, 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 dun. It's like this the mini chickas. That's what they do so well. It's like these. Maybe they're not mini chickas. They're. It's just very swingy. That's what they do so goddamn well. And this is a perfect example of the Green Day the Green Day riff that they do in almost everything. But uh, but yeah, no, like I, I agree with you on the bass. I mean, it just cuts through the mix. So nice, so nice. And this is one of the few songs on the record where every part of it is catchy. The verses are just as catchy as the choruses, and it's just, it's unreal. It's it's unreal. And but also, this song is very basic. The the riff is pretty basic. The guitar lead, the or solo, whatever you want to talk, want to call it, is it's very simple. I, yeah. I, I love the simplicity of this song, and maybe that's why it's such a great catchy pop hit because it, it's so simple. There's, I really, really love you're this. You're right. Song. There's like nothing complex to it. My favorite line of the whole album is on this, and it's when he says, "Oh my god, I'm turning out like my dad." That is like yeah. my fucking that 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 line like perfectly captures like the feeling of this record, and it's just <laughs> like that's the most disrespectful line that they probably ever wrote to the punkers to the to the haters because it's. <laughs> it's a fact of life you fucks like it's so true and, and god damn it's so good i love that i love that line so much yeah i i mean really the when the song starts out the second line he says shitty and when you're <laughs> 10 years old you're like oh man this is crazy like he's he's cussing okay. and it's like so audible like it's not yeah, just he's like not buried, hiding it you know? at all there's not there's, there's no <laughs> drums at that part it's just him and he says it yeah it's good it's really really good um so i guess yeah let, let's jump into the lyrics then um I mean that this is about him not wanting to grow old and be a, be a, a plain old person like he sees his, his own dad or everybody around him. He wants to make something of himself but then he just ends up hating himself and um wanting to relive his youth and it's just it's about a grouchy old man. That's really yeah. what it is. <laughs> Dude, time time will get you every time. It doesn't matter. And I that's time will get you what, every time. Time will get you every time. I made that one up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm turning out like my dad. That's He's not saying like, I hope I don't turn out like my dad. It's already happening. That's, yep. God damn, that's good. That's good stuff right there. There's some, and then the, there's, what? He, he has a lot of cool, like, he's not like deep or complex or anything, but the way, the way he, he is with words is kind of cool. Like he has a lot of cool songs that just, he his word usage, the choice of words, I should say, that he uses is really cool and really fun. That's what I was going to bring up too. Nothing's com- nothing here is too complex, but it it still hits really hard. Like you, I feel like everybody can relate to to these songs yeah. as like, you know, as at our age. Like this is a, this is the this is the age where I feel like we start feeling this way. And I remember you know? I remember like yeah. listening to this and I liked that part as a kid too. And I liked that part like, "Oh my god, I'm turning out my like my dad." And I would laugh like, oh, "I'm never going to be like that." <laughs> like it was funny that <laughs> back then to me because it would never happen to me. Yeah, so good. And the the uh, I, I like uh, what, 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 the what? chorus. Uh, wasted youth and a fistful of ideas. I had a young and optimistic point of view. I like those. I like that line. Those two lines a lot. It's. I think everybody feels that way to some extent. It's kind of deep. Kind yeah. of deep. It is. It's. It's. I really like it's it. almost like, like poetically tragic in a way. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's man. There's a lot of lyrics on this album too. That I had no idea what he said until until this week. Same that here. Was, that was fun. Like that part, like that. I, I would even. But I don't know. the point of view. That I would never understood what he said, so I would just make it up. Yeah, he's definitely one of those singers where um, you just make up your own words, like Davy Havoc, or especially Davy Havoc. <laughs> well, well, 
whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> There's one part on here that I swear he said one thing. It's in the, the scattered pictures part. I swear to God, he's fucking said scattered bitches throughout the years. <laughs> I've always said scattered bitches. <laughs> Another line I like too is is the first line in the second verse. I've decomposed, yet my gut's getting fat. Damn, that I like that. I, I like that line a lot. Good, getting fit. Oh my god, turn. Look, my dad. Great one-two punch right there. And I love, I love that he's rhyming dad with fat because that T, that t thing, yeah. it's still in the D because that's how you start the D. That sound is you're still doing the T noise, but he's not completing the full T. So it still kind of rhymes. And I don't know if that was like <laughs> him being a good songwriter or just it kind of like fit a little bit until he works, but. It's solid. It works, it and it works really, really well. You don't know. You don't know. This I, is five dude, albums I, deep, baby boy. Dude, okay. I was Shit. I was texting with him a couple days ago with Billy Joe a couple days ago, and he told what me he, know? he was just kind of throwing it around. It's, don't don't put too much thought into it. That's He's what he told anything. me. I know everything. Um, and uh, all, and then you know the, the next couple lines. I'm always rude. I've got a bad attitude. The world owes me. So fuck you. I love that too. It's so it's so aggressive. So aggressive. Yeah. I dig it though. I like it, so fuck you. <laughs> and just he, the title. so much cussing, too, on this album. I love it. Surprisingly, yeah, right? And the song is called The Grouch. Who, I mean, <laughs> Grouch is, 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 is a word that is just seems very 90s to me. Like, nobody uses it anymore. But back then, it's like, why are you so grouchy? I remember my mom would always ask me, why are you so grouchy? I mean, I, I, it's, I, that's bizarre because I, I use it with the kids a lot. Like, like it's okay if you're grouchy. Don't be a dick. Don't be fucking disrespectful. I use grouchy a lot. So that maybe it is like turning in. Oh, I'm, oh my God, I'm turning into my dad. Right? It's yep. good stuff. The grouch. It's great. All right. So um, do you have anything else on this one? No. No, 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 no. That's it. Let's get into Platypus, your 1B. Well, Platypus is not my 1B. Well, my 1B is Hitching a Ride. Oh, what? Yes. That's what, is this not a B for you? Or what, what, what nah, is this for you? That's my 3B. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is the best song, man. I thought you'd be basic and, and go with platypus, but I'm I'm never basic, so oh, I don't know. Well, well I don't there, know dude. what you're talking about. Hold well, on there, dude. <laughs> so I mean, it starts out with the violin, violin for Which no is reason. So sick. <laughs> it's love fucking it. awesome, Absolutely and it's love so it. short, makes no sense. And then they, they use it a little bit more when they when it transitions into the screaming part. Oh, I fucking love it, and then it the, plays as the solo during the bridge. They, they use it in that transition part, like before the screaming part, as a way. Like you would you would hear it in like a scary movie, right? It's like yeah, ee! it's like and to like, build tension. Cool. Yeah, and then it perfectly does that, and then it drops into that part, which, like this this like Nimrod, essentially like catapulted Green Day into rock superstars that will go down in history as as fucking amazing, because they started doing a lot of things that they still do to this day, on this tour, and and yeah. that part, that countdown. That one, two, one, two, three, four. Like that's now an audience thing that they, that the audience counts down. But during that that middle that's part, so good. that prolonged thing, that's like a a, a a a live instrumental prolonged part that Billy Joel uses to go to like audience interaction. And they didn't really do it any mature way in Duke and Insomnia because they were just fucking kids and they're just like punker kids throwing shit in the crowd. But now they're doing it in like a fun way and interacting with the audience and doing more. I don't know more big band stuff rather than small punk band stuff, and that yeah. that part that one two one two three four that's just fucking money it's on really the song. Good. It is absolute money on the song. <laughs> it is on. Oh man, 
this song this song is really cool too because it it's all the melody are in the two verses and there's only they only do a chorus once if you even want to call it a chorus so it's a weirdly oh no they do a chorus twice but it's a weirdly structured song and and i just love the bounciness of the verses and how this is just all bass driven it's a really bass driven song um it's really punchy and um yeah, Mike's Mike's bass playing or what the the bass line he's playing is like is that ascending or descending? What, what is he? What is he descending. playing? Like? Dun, dun, it's descending. Dun, dun, yeah, dun, 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 dun. I I love it. It's so simple. It's so simple and basic. But man, what what a way to drive a great fucking song. I love it. And then it just builds and builds and builds, and then it's just a great crescendo. Oh fuck, the bridge is fucking awesome. Like we were talking about. Um, and then there's if in in the verses too, there's like this nice little like subtle ride ride symbol in the back. It's just it's it's there, and most of the time I just kind of gloss over it. But really this week it just it was really like piercing in the mix to me, and I just like I really loved it. It was really fucking good. This is um, a this is a yeah. solid like Trey song too. Like Trey's got a lot of really really cool fills, and he kind of has a couple parts where they're the most memorable because it's just him. And it's when he's doing that, that little roll to that last symbol hit, and he hits that like ding way, way later on before it drops back in. Like that's all him. There's nobody else going on at that time. And it's very memorable. And I like how you hear so much like finger slidage in the song. Like they turned up so fucking loud and they're so like, you can hear him just all over like the fret just crunching on those notes because the distortion's so high in the amp is so fucking loud. Love it. I know. It's fucking great. And then the outro too. The the background vocals um during the outro are fantastic. Never knew what he said until this week. <laughs> Neither did I. I always thought he said something like don't go wasting. That's what I thought he said for the longest I time. I just would make a, a, the noise. I I I don't even I had no idea what he said. Not even and one then, word. And then the the say birthday boys hey still cannot pick up on that. Like nine yeah, times listening to this I don't record. Hear it. Still don't know what he says. <laughs> but yeah, I fucking oh, love, I love that, that outro. It's so good. It, it is really, really good. Oh man, we haven't played any songs. Do we need to? No, we there's we got a lot to talk yeah, about. Yeah, but there's, there's a, lot a lot of songs about, here. Yeah. A lot of so songs what do you here. have what do you have lyrically on this one? Uh oh. Hold on. What's the uh well, go ahead? Oh, it's called Hitching a Ride. I like how prepared you are. Okay. But, well, I, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'll tell you. So that. I guess I'll jump into it. So yeah, lyrically, I think this is about uh, him being an alcoholic, not being able to stay sober. Um, really, that that that's the gist of it. I really like the lyrics in the second verse. Um, Cold turkey's getting stale tonight. I'm eating crow, fermented salmonella, poison oak. No, there's a drought at the fountain of youth, and I'm dehydrated. My tongue is swelling up. I say one, two, one, two, three, four. I f- I love the imagery. And everything in the second verse, I, I, it's it's perfect, absolutely perfect. Yeah, and that's 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 like what I what I was saying. Like he's, it's not like the most complex thing. And then you could dive deep into this and think it's it's something super complex. But I think he's writing lyrics just because they sound fucking cool. They sound yeah. and they look really cool. Like there's a lot of words in there that just people just don't use, right? Like fermented salmonella, dehydrated, <laughs> tongue is swelling up. Like these are just phrases people just don't use but no i i think in this i think in this verse at least i think they mean something like the, there's a drought at the fountain of youth and i'm dehydrated 
this is him like you know drinking himself to oblivion every night and then just wasting his life away and you know dehydrated you get really dehydrated when you drink a lot you know and your tongue swell i'm not you just get like you know the dry mouth and you just feel like shit and i feel like that's that's kind of him talking about getting blitzed every fucking night see i thought like i thought i thought that this song is or so that part the 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 drought the fountain youth he's trying to get he's trying to do something to get out of like this rut that he's in and the dehydrated part okay. is is him playing on that imagery like i'm dehydrated because there's no water in this fountain of youth like i'm fucked what am i going to do and the whole hitch and ride aspect is is him just bouncing from from the next idea to the next idea without like knowing where he's going or where he's going to end up but ultimately cuz it's because of whatever addiction insert at this point because it starts off with like the hey mister where you headed like he's talking to somebody or somebody's talking to him or he's i maybe he's talking to the drug or the whatever the booze or whatever it is hey mister where you headed are you in a hurry need a lift happy hour like the booze is talking to him saying oh no i i think that's kind of what it is like it's 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 his it's his brain telling him like trying to convince him, oh, you know, you should drink more. This sounds good. Why don't you drink? You know, I think that might be what it is. And then, you know, the chorus, troubled times, you know, I cannot lie. I'm off the wagon and I'm hitching a ride. I'm hitching a ride with the next hit, with the next the next drink. You know, that's what I think. Okay. 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 I think it's just him playing, you know, talking back and forth within his head about whether or okay. not to drink. So, I don't know, dude. We got anything else on this song? Uh, that's it. Okay. What is your two B number two banger? Uh, platypus. <laughs> oh, you're I, the worst. I hate you. <laughs> platypus is platypus is my number four. My four okay. B beyond banger. Okay. Okay. So what do you got on this one? I mean, this is this is uh, this is for sure one of the but probably the heaviest and most aggressive song they've ever done. Um, and it's, it's just so fucking good. It's so, it's just this, this rolling onslaught of aggression and yeah, Trey, Trey's got this really like, like smelly punk drum style. Like the way smelly plays that, 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 like that, that thing that Mm -hmm. he does a lot. Trey kind of like does that same shit here. And, and it's not just a punk style of drumming because a lot of drummers can't, can't get those double hits in. They just mm-hmm. they just can't do it, especially this fast. And uh, like Smelly's the very best difficult. example I can I can think of. Um, but this song, this song on the surface is kind of like this very basic bare bones, like aggressive punk song. But it's better. It's better in every way because there's a there's a soft melody to it, but it's not. It's barely there though that melody. It's yeah, exactly. It's not enough to be like a pop song. So like it's still kind of staying in that punk realm thing. And like the swearing part, like you got to love the swearing part. Right. And oh, then, yeah, God damn, like this, I don't know. This song is just, <laughs> it's so fucking weird. And it comes off a of wor- worry, 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 rock. That's a hard one. Worry walk. It's <laughs> <laughs> a really hard one. It is a tough one. So <laughs> I, yeah, platypus, I hate you. That's my, that's my two B. Yeah, like I said, it's it's my four B. Um, I mean, this song is really nonstop. It's it's the probably the fastest song they've ever recorded. Um, even more so than Jaded, it, it's really it's a fast punk song. 
Um, and really the only catchy part to me is when he says, I hate you. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think it's too complex of a song. I, I think it's just, it's meant to be pissed off and be pissed off at somebody very, very specific, which it, I mean, we could, yeah. What? Well, it's great that, that it's, it's like the most punk song that they kind of have. And it's about a guy who, who shit on them for not being punk anymore. Yeah. That's Tim Yohannan. Tim Yohannan, who opened or founded 924 Gilman, the venue, and Maximum Maximum Rock and Roll. I didn't know that. But um but yeah, no, it's 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 a hate hate song toward him. It's kind of fucked up too <laughs> when you read more about it. Well, but he died yeah. like after, but the whole like sucking on the cancer sick thing, because <laughs> Yeah, I mean he and made then, reference to it. You know, him being really sick and all. But the guy like so first of all, I mean, talk about like like gatekeepy fucking douchebaggery. Like that guy in right. the whole scene, even like still to this day, right? Like even just like that nine twenty four Gilman scene, just like fuck off. Who cares? And then they yeah. did, it was oh dude, there's so many like negative things and the whole jelly offer incident like, like some somebody like stomped on his leg and fucked it up and like dude, that place was just a rife with with gatekeepy douchebags and it was supposed to try and be the opposite <laughs> but nobody cared uh, they they were proud of it and tim was was a part of it too and he didn't fucking care so who cares i no. you know what i wish you know because green day were banned for so long for like 20 years and then they finally got invited back i think it was like in 20 2012 or something like that and they actually played a show there like i would have i mean god they should have said like fuck you and like talk shit on gilman well, that's because on that fucking venue. he was dead. And so Gilman has been run by essentially volunteers. And there's just this conglomerate of volunteers that put together shows and, and pay the bills. And so they were the ones that asked Green Day and it had nothing to do with like Tom. And, and Gilman had since transformed into something totally different. So that's why still. they came back. And that's still kind yeah. of like a, like a power move because there's only been a handful of bands that have played Gilman after being banned. And Greeny's the only one, by far, that has like had any kind of success. Yeah, at this level, especially. Yeah, I mean, dude, worldwide rock stars. Um, yeah, and then oh, what I thought was interesting too, and I, I never noticed because I've never been much of a lyric man, but uh, the lyrics aren't printed on the liner notes um, because they were they were threatened um, with a lawsuit because of the <laughs> lyrics on this on this song, so they decided not to yeah. print it. They're very aggressive towards like one person, and yeah, you want that person to die. Pretty good stuff. Pretty good song. I mean, I, I think the song is great. I I don't think there's too much to talk about because it is so straightforward. Yeah, everybody just rips it up and kills it. Ah, oh, it's good, man. Really good stuff. <laughs> Nothing complex. So, uh, we good with this song with Platypus. Good with that song. All right. So my two B is Hashinka. Okay. Beyond banger. Do you like okay. this one? Where does this a- one sit for you? That's a mid-tier B. So so after Ooh. a while, I stopped ranking Bs mm-hmm. if they weren't like beyond bangers. Like all, the, all my ranked Bs are essentially like beyond bangers. Hashinka is still a banger, but it's a mid-tier B. I think I only okay. have two low Bs. All right. That's, yeah. um, I, have, I think I have five FBs, filler bangers. Yeah, no, okay. Hashinka, Interesting. Hashinka is one that I, you forget, I forget about all the time. And then when it comes on, I'm like, dude, this is like one of the great one of a one of the great green day songs it's totally forgotten by everybody and even by me and i've listened to this i've listened to this record hundreds of times um this uh 
just as like a little backstory, the song was actually written originally during the Kerplunk sessions, but they felt like it never fit on Dookie or Insomniac. And then they finally revisited it on this one. And, um, which I thought was kind of cool because it doesn't sound like anything that would have been on Kerplunk at all. No way. Um, but, and, and also what I noticed too, Jinx and the song right before this and Hashinka, the two songs, they could be just one song, one long song because Jinx is, there's not much there. It's it's for like it's sure. just build up, like just Jinx, build up for Hashinka. Jinx is it's, Jinx is better when it's put before Hashinka, um, but Hashinka yeah. doesn't gain anything from Jinx the way Jinx gains from Hashinka. If that makes sense. Yes, no, it does. I see. I get what you say. What you're yeah. saying. Um, I and like I said, I love the song. The chorus, one of the catchiest choruses, if not the catchiest chorus. No, maybe not the catchiest chorus on the record, whoa, but it's up there. On there, dude. It's up there for sure. It's fucking awesome. Trey's drumming during the verses, just the per- the perfect amount of busy without being obnoxious. So I'm saying it. like that's that's a good example of him being like kind of broken up and choppy in a way that he's he's pushing that that forward and then hoping mm-hmm. that the band keeps up and hoping the band picks up on it and likes it. But like that's something that that a drummer would inherently want to do, want to make that noise. No, man, it's fantastic. And also the vocal harms throughout the entire song, top notch stuff. Everybody, every bro, every every buddy, everybody <laughs> brought their A game for this song. Everybody nails it, kills it. Perfect I, song. I legit actually wrote in my notes this one. I forget about the most out of any record or any song on this record. <laughs> and I mean, that's pretty much what I wrote really too. True. It's because I what it is is so many of the songs later on the record are they're they're filler they're filler they're kind of filler songs so you forget to me at least i forget the later half of the record outside of like good riddance but most and of it i just kind of forget about and there's a lot of fucking songs too yeah 18 or 19 18 19 songs yeah like that's that's just a lot of songs yeah it's ridiculous it's silly boy talk <laughs> but um i don't know do you have anything else musically on this one like the last minute of the song is absolutely super fucking dope, right? Mostly from that bridge part and the solo to like the end. Like that's for me, mm-hmm. that's what elevates the song into like a little bit higher than a mid B. But everything before that, I still think this is just like a good mid tier B. Oh, that's it's good crazy. though. I like it. I like it. Crazy stuff. Um. So yeah, then lyrically, this is. I mean, Billy Joe has said this song is about a girl he met in Japan named Hashinka. While they were touring there, um, and during the Kerplunk era, which seems weird that they were touring Japan way back then, but whatever they did. Um, and he just was like infatuated with her, uh, but he was never able to tell her before they, before he left and he regrets never saying anything to her. And apparently he's never been able to find her again. That, I, that's what the song is about. Unless you got yeah. something else to add. No, that, that thing that's literally what is it about? Like that's, he said that yeah. before. <laughs> did yeah but um yeah hashinka is my number two so what do you got oh three was uh platypus right that was my number two it's platypus platypus what's your three then platimer putin (laughs) hitching a ride (laughs) (laughs) that was that was really good but really dumb Mm -hmm. yeah hitching a ride my number three okay uh, so my number three is, I mean, it seems like we have a lot of the same bangers, which is nice. It doesn't happen too often. What's your um, number three? My, my number three is King for a Day. Ooh, baby boy. 
I mean, come on, dude. That's Where does this sit for you? That's my 4B. Four, okay. Yeah, we all we got the same shit pretty much. Yeah, dude, this song so, was yeah. a fucking beyond yeah. banger for sure. Like, it's come on, silly boy talk. It, this song is so good, honestly. Like, you think it's a cover because there's no way <laughs> that like this late in the game on this album, there's no way this is like an original song. That's how fucking good this song is. No, you're right. It it doesn't. Green Day have never done anything like this before. And I like I triple quadruple checked. I scoured the internet. I un- I uncovered every rock. To see if this was any sort of cover, and I could not find it because honestly, it's just it's that fucking good. It is. It's crazy, and it's crazy that they've never done anything like it since. I mean, it's such a crowd favorite too. They love it, and it's just weird that they don't. They've never dabbled in more ska outside of playing like some Operation Ivy songs. I know. I, I fucking think it's so bizarre. I don't understand why, and it's turned into like this ten minute, like at least epic thing during their shows and. It's dude, like his command on a crowd of of tens of thousands of people is just absolutely fucking unreal, and it started here. Yeah, <laughs> and he he doesn't even play guitar when he plays this when they play this live. He just is a true front man, and like you said, he commands the crowd. He runs around, jumping around, bringing people on stage. It's dude, all the videos I've seen of this them playing the song is fucking awesome. So. Yeah, I, I really, really like this. And fun little fact here, uh, Gabriel McNair and Stephen Bradley from No Doubt, um, they played the horns on the song. So yeah. that's pretty cool too. And another thing with the song is there's a lot of polka in this. It's yeah. not just ska. There's a ton of polka. And I think that's what adds to the to the fun of it. Because polka music is a lot of fun. It can get really tiresome after like 30 minutes, but... When it's condensed like this, it's a ton of fun, and it's fast. Yeah. Oh man! Of course, this yeah, this this song is. I don't know. It's it's weird because it just doesn't fit anywhere on this album, and and I don't know. Like the way the way he says, "Just wait till all the guys get a load of me," and then how that one line has progressed to now, and then the the the, the height of of this song, Greeny's live performances, where he would say, "Just wait till all the guys get a load," and they go. And they hold that out as long as he possibly could, yeah. and like the song would kind of quiet down a little bit, and that's when like he would go into the crowd interaction. It's just like this song has progressed even better than than it is here, and that's I don't know, that's fucking rad. That is so cool that these guys can still make this song better. So let's jump into the lyrics real quick. The lyrics surprised me. I've never paid attention to them, and I'm very surprised that he was talking about this kind of stuff back in 1997, right? I mean, I've always, I've always known, I've always been very aware of what he's talking about because I always think it's oh, hilarious. Okay. But yeah, this is yeah. this is about like cross dressing and then kind of like making fun of of people in a way that don't pay attention to lyrics because I think he said in like interviews and stuff that it would be fun to watch people sing along to the song, not realizing what it's about. <laughs> That's like me. <laughs> I have no idea, but I think it's so rad. Like it's just. It was kind of like a little, like you said, it's kind of like a fuck you to, to people who are easily offended by things like this. It, yeah. It's great. I, I Yeah. I thought, it, I thought it was really, really cool. Really cool. And it's, but, uh, um, I don't know, it's, it's quirky and it's kind of, it's, it's kind of like funny, but also kind of mm-hmm. like fucked up in a way. I don't know. It's good. It is. <laughs> All right. Uh, do we have anything else on King for a Day? Uh, We're flying no. through this shit. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. 
<laughs> All right. So uh, your four was... That was my four. What was it? Yeah. Oh, it was. Okay. Four for me was platypus. Platypus. What was your five? Five. (laughs) Five was my. Five was was nice guys finished last. Oh, yeah. That's right. So was mine. That's right. So was mine. Uh, Uh, So what is your six? Six would be prosthetic head. The closer. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's my. That's an FB for me. That's my number 14. It's an FB of Facebook. Okay. Well, Facebook, yeah. All right. This one well, uh, get in, let's get into it. This one this one's this one's in the unfortunate position of following um Good Riddance. So if you I don't know, it that Good Riddance I I didn't even list as a banger. I listed it as something that's transcended higher than Green Day could have ever imagined. But we'll get into that when we get into that. But they, this mm-hmm. one is just it's this is a cool transition from Nimrod to Warning. Like these verses are very, very telling of that warning sound, while this chorus is very Nimrod. It's like the second and fourth lines in, in both verses, like for me, are like the best part of this whole song. Like such a sign for sunrise, you're wrestling over. Like that pacing, the way he says it, I fucking love it. But I like this song because it's incredibly catchy. And I do think this is a great transition to warning. See, I, I don't I don't hear I don't think it's that catchy, but I think at this point it's because I'm just kind of exhausted because the album is so long. I mean, honestly, some of these songs could have been cut Man, and it would have like, been totally fine. This this song stops and goes like on a dime. It does that so well. There's a lot of rolls and it's just kind of like summing up everything from Nimrod and then going into that if that was just a yeah. little bit more of like folk delivered, that's a warning song through and through. That's true. No, you're right. Add more acoustic guitars and less less distortion. Yeah. Could and that be. in the bridge part, like you hear, if you turn it up like loud enough, you hear so much like weird shit. Like someone coughs. You hear like all this crackling of the amp. You hear somebody touching the strings. So you get a little bit of feedback. Dude, it's fucking cool. <laughs> so cool. I like the heavy the heavy buildup too into the chorus. It comes. It kind of comes out of nowhere, but it's a really really good like heavy part probably one of the yeah. heavier moments on the whole record it's, it's kind of unexpected but I, I really really dig that that part but this is this is just God, a yeah, highly they, forgotten about song it is i mean why would they think it's a good idea to put this after good riddance like that should be punk, the last dude. song good riddance should be the last song like through and through it has to be the last song that's, it's that's just so silly to put that's so cliche it. to put good riddance to the last song and that's who cares that's what green day's not it's cliche at this time they're pretty cliche, man. <laughs> not hey, not now. They weren't now or then. Uh, I guess. I guess. Yeah, pro- prosthetic head. It's, it's it's good. It's a good. It's the best of the uh, FBs. Okay, good, so. good, 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 good. How? So what do you got what, for the lyrics? What? Well, I was gonna say just um, where where's where's good riddance here on your? I guess we could. I keep going through prosthetic head or something. I don't know. What, well, yeah, the, let's the, finish more, with prosthetic head and then we'll jump into good riddance. Shut up. Get it? It's funny. I don't know. So what do you I got lyrically on? So like prosthetic head, if you think about that actual term, like you have a fake head, right? You're a, a yeah. fake person. What makes you you, your brain, your face, that's not who you are. It's fake. So I think this whole song is about um, kind of just telling someone to shut the fuck up because you're fake. Yeah. Posers. Yeah. I, it's them calling out the posers. I, I think it's, it's not any deeper than that. So good though, man. It is really fuck. 
Yeah, th- this song is really good. I don't know why it's an FB for me. It's because it's, it's just really like good. it's so it's the last song, and we just had yeah. so many songs before. And I get it; like it's just you're tired because it is I mean, you, it is okay. a lot. I mean, think about it. I mean, you got look at this these three songs. You get "Take Back," the shortest, super heavy, kind of death metal vocal song. You know, he has does yeah. some weird shit on that song, and then you go into "King for a Day." What the fuck is this? Why you're exhausted after that? And then you get into good riddance, and you're, it's this emotional roller coaster. You've roller already, coaster. You already checked out. You checked out. Yeah. You're done. And to throw a prosthetic head in there at the end, it's it's insanity. It's detrimental to the song. It really is. Yeah, I can but, see that. Yeah. All right. Do we have anything else on this one? I do not. You do not. So um, my 6B is uh, Last Ride In. The surf song, the instrumental, the the endless summer, essentially. Yeah. that's what it is. It's it's the endless summer song. <laughs> this is uh, this is my eight B. Okay, and um, I don't know. Suppose this came from like a jam session during like a sound check or something that they did. I could I could mm-hmm. see that because like this song, there's like no complexity to the song whatsoever. Dirt, 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 dirt. That was so dirty. Dirt doesn't do much. He just he rides that that uh, that riff, and it's kind of it's kind of um, it's kind of disappointing. I, I want him to do the Billy really? Joel riff. I wish I wish he would go do 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 do. I wish he would do some type of scale rather than just keep it dead like that. Because the song is the longest song on the fucking album. Right? Isn't that crazy? Like, but I love it because fuck? it's the longest song. But also, like, what makes this song the best, or that what the best part about the song is the soundscapes. What's going on outside of the band? What that mm-hmm. I don't know who's doing it, but there's a lot of like really cool parts. There's a lot of really cool things, and the band is laying the foundation. And and that's I, I think the song is just really really interesting. I like it a lot. Yeah, and I don't know if you noticed. Well, you didn't bring it up at least because the addition of the vibes, fucking shit that you like. Yeah, the vibraphone. Come on, dude. I'm I'm a sucker for the vibraphone. I you throw that you throw that <laughs> or you throw an organ into a song, you got me snaps and all um no i fucking love i totally forgot that that some i don't know who plays the vibes on this song but oh i, 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 I couldn't it has, see like the credits it has no right to be vibes. that good what I, I looked at the credits i mean on like the box set too and it doesn't say who who Nobody? did it i mean weird it just says trey cool played the bongos on in some part of this album and so i, I don't know i don't know who did it maybe nobody played it and we're, we're just imagining it together just like putting it inside in there because it just it, that makes sense <laughs> yeah i yeah. don't know i i think i think this song is great and i i think it's a great break also in the album because it it's it's like smack dab in the middle of the record yeah you need this kind of break to just relax a little bit before you jump into jinx well there that is, comes before jinx oh no jinx is next yeah yeah there there was like a lot of a lot of reviews that i read and and like on geekstinkbreath.net, that that Weezer message board that's still kind of active. There's a lot of threads on there that that people say last write ins like the intermission. Like, all right, we're half done. Get your go to the bathroom, get a drink, come back. <laughs> let's yeah. get into the second half of the album. I thought that was so it, cool. It makes sense. Makes sense. Um, okay, yeah, that, that's that's all I got for 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 last write in. Obviously, no lyrics. None. Um, okay, so then that was my six B. When what is your seven B? Uh, reject, reject. Oh, okay. Let's get into that. We haven't talked reject. about that yet. 
Yep, I love this song. Is this a banger for you? It is. Um, it's my uh, my number ten. It's just a banger, not okay. a beyond banger, just a banger. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I I love this song. I I think it's 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 punk sounding, and his vocals are are like lazy sounding, and I love mm-hmm. like a lot of the pacing things in the chorus in the post chorus, and I also love the way he says "I do what I want." It's so snotty, and like <laughs> dude, that bass solo, fuck man, so good. So it good. is a really good song. It, Trey does a few things on this song, and, and uh, on this song and a few other songs where it's kind of like this this shuffle that he does, but it's like he uses like a part partially opened hi hat, and he kind of shuffles along with that, and it gives the song like kind of a frantic feel. Like it is a faster song, so it has that punk that punk kind of thing. But with the way he's playing the drums, it sounds like you're like on the edge of your seat. Like where's this gonna go? Like it's this weird tension that you get. And yeah. he, I mean, like you said, Billy Joe uses I do what the I want. full, the, on this entire song, he uses his full on dookie drawl. This is, this is the epitome of that. And, um, which is great. But in the end, this, this song reminds me a lot of the Ramones or of a Ramones song. I don't have anything in specific, but it just, I get a lot of Ramones stuff. The way they okay. transition into the choruses and the melody, the, 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 the melody and the chorus reminds me a lot of uh, Joey Ramone. Okay, okay, okay. It's good though. It's good. I, I really dig this song. That's but that's why it's a mid tier B, as you would say. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, this is this is getting. I mean, this is a seven B for me. So we're getting down into the almost mid mid B mid tier bangers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, lyrically, what do you have on this one? Uh, I, this song was supposedly about a letter Green Day got from some angry mom who didn't like their music and she was all pissed off and sent him a letter saying their music's trash and it was inappropriate. And Billy Joel supposedly wrote a letter back to her and was like, Oh, fuck you. I didn't make music for you. I made music for me. And you suck. <laughs> Doesn't that seem kind of petty though of him? Like, it really seems a little, I mean like they're still like young. They're immature still in immature. But like, how else do you respond to that before the internet? You would just write a letter back True. and say, fuck yeah. off. But I yeah, mean, I guess so. Was it even real? I don't know. Nah, I, I I don't who, think it was knows? real. But it, if you look on if you look on Genius, there are pictures of of the letter she wrote and the letter he wrote back. If that's P- even real, I right? Pictures of of two letters somebody wrote. <laughs> yeah, it could be just like somebody on on Genius who just uploaded it. <laughs> All right, so that was your seven, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Grouch was my seven. Damn, dude, we're we're finishing this up really much faster than I was expecting. Real fast, yeah. Take back is uh, my my eight B. Okay, mm-hmm, this take mm-hmm. back is my twelve. Shortest song on the record. I think it's a minute nine seconds, a minute eight seconds, something like that, right? Yeah, it's it's like barely a minute, and I I I, I like the sequencing here. Reject, take back, king for a day. It's just like we're getting like this this aggressive fucking weird thing that they're doing here for a minute, and then it goes in king for. What the fuck? <laughs> so that's cool. I like that. <laughs> the sequence. You're right, dude. The sequencing is great. The Ramon song to this weird one minute song to King for a Day. It's it's bizarre. The second half of this record is really strange. Yeah. After sure. after last ride in, it's really really strange. Yeah, because the, um, the first half is is kind of top heavy with like like obvious bangers. Yeah. And the yeah. second half is kind of like bangers for the Yeds and just like weird stuff and and just kind of stuff for the fans maybe. So that's, I don't know, that's kind of weird. Or I, I, I think it's their songs for them for them. Yeah, you know, songs that 
they just kind of wrote for fun and had no other place on on a normal Green Day record. But like, you know, fuck, let's throw it on the end of the, end of the record. That's really what it. That's what I think it is. Okay. Um, and then take it, you know, take back like I mentioned earlier that those kind of like death metal vocals. He's never done yeah. anything like that. No. <laughs> We just listen to every Green Day record, and this is the only song he does shit like that on. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, this album's um, fucking bizarre, man. Take Back, weird. King for a Day, weird. Platypus, fucking weird. Good riddance for this era, weird. Got anything else on Take Back? I mean, lyrically, it's pretty straightforward. Just he wants to take revenge. Yeah, he's pissed off. Somebody wronged him. Physically hurt somebody. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so my number eight. Guess we can finally get into it. This is my last Beyond Banger, Good Riddance. Okay. I know this song is overplayed, but god damn, this song is really good. I could do without, I mean, I could definitely do without the the, the string arrangement. You love this shit. Because I think that's a hindrance to it. Throw all that but, organ stuff in there, too. You can probably eat it up. Oh, dude. Throw an organ in there? Oh, my God. <laughs> that could be my 1B. Oh, God. <laughs> but, I, don't, but I, don't mind, I don't mind the orchestral parts. I really don't. Um, really? You hate? You always hate that shit. I know. I fucking really, really do. But, but it's coming off of like King for a Day, where there's so many like people involved in that song, and then I don't know. I mean, I do. I, I would think it would be better if it was just acoustic, but I don't mind that the that the orchestra's in there. I don't mind it. But this song, yeah. uh, this, dude, this song is like. This song is like the turning point, right? Like in the song itself, this song is like a turning point for Green Day. This is. If this song was not on, it didn't exist in this capacity, Green Day maybe never would have done American Idiot. They may never have, have been who they are today. It is because of this song that Green Day is 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 talked about in the circles of, of some of these like classic rock bands. Like they are now historic because of this song. This is the start of it. This propelled them to just that one tier above. Now instead mm-hmm. of like the A tier, Green Day will always be an S tier band. Whereas they could have easily dropped into a B tier if this was the last album they ever did, so man, Good Riddance is just is just something bigger, bigger than they for sure ever imagined, and it's bigger than than the song had any fucking right to be too. Yeah, I I totally agree with you with everything you just said. You hit the you hit the nail on the head. Some so say. that that's why like I didn't I didn't even list this in any one of my B's because I, I it's. I love it sometimes and I hate it sometimes. This this is fucking weird. I have so much nostalgia with this because from camp. Oh, yeah. This is the we sang the song that the last day of camp, the last campfire, every single year at camp we sang the song and I always loved it every <laughs> fucking time. It's one of the first songs like I learned how to play fully on the guitar, the chords and stuff and sing and sing with. And so yeah. I just I like I still enjoy it. I still if I see a guitar, one of like the few songs I cycle through, I'll still don't I'll go fuck. And then I'll play something else. I was just going to say, do you do that? (laughs) Yeah. But I only do that part, and then I'll play something else. And then if somebody, like, picks up on it, then I'll go through the motions and play the song. Um, But (laughs) this is, dude, this song is so goddamn good. And it means, so, like, lyrically, it's it's written about something specific. It's, right, the girl who left BJ, and he was bitter about it. But, like, really, this Mm -hmm. song is so goddamn good that it's now used at like weddings and fucking bar yeah. mitzvahs and just anything you could possibly think of. And that time of your life part in good riddance is supposed to be very sarcastic, like good riddance. I hope you had a good time fucker, but it's <laughs> I know, become, right? become this thing. That's like, I hope you had a good time, man. I had a good time. Like, God damn, that is, that's what makes a song like beyond banger status, you know? 
Yeah. Oh. And and really the the um the lyrics are kind of they they can be just about just about anything, really. I mean they're there's I don't want to say that they're generic, but they're vague enough to where they're ambiguous. You, they can just enough. Yeah, they're ambiguous. Yeah. There you go. That's the right word. They really are because I mean when as stupid as it is, but we had our sixth grade graduation and they had everybody in in sixth grade sing this song and they had they had two people playing guitar two of the students playing guitar <laughs> and then the one girl she played violin and so she did the string part and then the re- everybody else sang the song so we all had to learn the, i mean i already knew the lyrics but everybody had to learn the lyrics and then we all sang it in front of all of our parents and it was really stupid um but yeah sixth grade that's what that's what i did that's a stupid song Sixth grade graduations. That's a fucking stupid, stupid thing. But yeah, <laughs> that's what we do in America, I guess. When when we're proud of graduating sixth grade, <laughs> to go to middle school for two yeah, years, to go to fucking, and then graduate school. eighth grade, and then graduate again after our senior year. I was already in middle school in sixth grade, so mm. it, it's weird that I had a graduation to go to middle school when I was already there. <laughs> that's, yeah, oh, it's that's so fun. Dumb. That's fun. Yeah, man, this is a this is a this is a, this is a good song. This is a good song. Very, very good. So um, the music video is fucking absolutely atrocious. I can't fucking stand yeah. this music video. Really, I didn't like any of the videos for this this record. Any of the songs. I mean, I didn't like like them, but I didn't dislike them except for this one. I actively dislike this video, and they usually have really cool videos. Actually, yeah, outside so, uh, of, outside of this one, every once in a while, every once in a while, they'll have it. They have a good one, dude. I, mean, I think the videos on warning. Video. That well, that's cool what video. I was gonna say. The warning, the videos on warning were great. I love the video for the song warning. I, I think like that's Basket probably their Case. best video. Basket Case was cool. Basket Case was good too. That was a good one. When I come around, cool. That's just so stupid. No, it's so. It's they're just walking. <laughs> it's in his pocket. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of cool. <laughs> I still didn't find my 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 DVD, dude. My my uh, international super hits DVD. I don't know where the fuck it went. That sucks. I'll, I didn't I'll even buy another one. For probably my bullet it's probably gonna cost me six dollars to buy another one. Oh shit, man, that's a lot of guacamole. <laughs> I can't imagine anybody's wanting to buy that one, but um, yeah, except for you, obviously. You have so, it. What, what is it? I don't have international super hits. Why do you not have that one? Because I I had already had all the CDs. Why would I want to buy the greatest hits? No, I for my the DVD has all the videos. Oh, I no, I I didn't I didn't care for that. No, I don't like music because I already had them all on because I, I already had most of their videos recorded on VHS the time so i didn't i didn't need i didn't need the the dvd come on come on okay well i all the talking points i i really got to um yeah same here worry rock worry 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 rock worry rock that's my 17 god damn what what song is worse than worry 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 rock scattered Oh, that's scattered the one. Is the worst. Dude, that's the one I thought. I swear that he said I got some scattered bitches lying on the bedroom floor. <laughs> I thought he said that for until this week. That would have been really good if he actually said that. I don't know. But 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 were we rock? Uh Weezer did a cool cover of that one back in uh oh, they I don't know when it was. Did, huh? Yeah, it was really good. But uh other than that Other than that. Are we good to Oh, let's talk about the um the cover real quick. Yeah. I really like the cover. I've I've always really liked it. It's, it's it's so the the two guys on the picture whose face are blocked out by a yellow circle with Nimrod written on it, written in it or typed in it. Um, 
It's the two guys who uh, discovered or created insulin, or discovered. Cre- I don't know. How would you say that? I don't know. Forgot their names, but I don't know. What the no, fuck it's those two guys. Is, like chemically, so I don't know if they discovered or created it. Well, yeah. Either way, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's those two guys, and yeah, just I, I, I just think it's it's simple, it's creative, it's catches your eye. I really like it. I didn't. I didn't know until actually fairly recently maybe in the past year, that Nimrod was uh, like a fucking strong biblical figure. And it wasn't until like Bugs Bunny ruined the name Nimrod and became like a like like canon and stupidity. I know. I didn't know that until the same here, like within the last year. I didn't know that's, that. That's bizarre. It's weird. And I mean, what's even funnier, or I think it not funny, but interesting is um, Nimrod means the hunter and Bugs Bunny called Elmer Fudd Nimrod because he was a hunter so maybe like even bugs bunny wasn't even trying to be funny about it but because nobody knew nobody knew who nimrod actually was people thought bugs bunny was just making fun of him so that's even more interesting you're right well no because i i think i think he was making fun of him because he was such a bad hunter and nimrod in, in the biblical sense was a great hunter and elmer fudd wasn't so i think he was making fun of him like being sarcastic Uh, okay like like good I job that's Spartacus, what, that's good job, yeah. Luke Skywalker, like making fun because those are great hunters, great people, and he's just a nobody. Yeah, I think that's that's probably what it was on Looney with Looney Tunes. Interesting, and just people just didn't know. Hmm. Yep. Hmm. What What do you think of the, the artwork? You dig it? I love it. I think it's great. I think it's it's one of their better artworks. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, and it's on the simple. back too, all three of them are on the back as well. Yeah, with the 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 same thing and the I, I still remember the inner sleeve artwork too and just like i, re, I always remember trays where he's just kind of like looking upwards at the the camera that's above his head i don't remember the the liner the liner notes and all that. I, I, I i've always liked this one um obviously dookie's probably going to be like the best just it's great. yeah without a doubt but this one i've always i've always really 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 liked this one for sure like one of their better ones yeah only only behind dookie i think it's not even as good as Insomniac, which is a great album cover. But yeah, no, Nimrod's really good. I'm looking at it right now. Does do the liner notes in here have it? No. Well, it I, have the, I, have the, I have the box set, so my liner. Oh, notes that's true. You do have our fat set. book. <laughs> good box set. Yeah, yeah, I'll get it. I'll get it. Well, I don't think you will, but that's fine. Oh my god. Okay, are we good to wrap it up, or yeah, what, dude, do let's we wrap it else? Okay. Wrap her up and send her off. Yeah, so our final let's give our final thoughts, and then we will rate this record based off of our world-famous three-point rating system, where three is a perfect album, two is a good album, you're going to continue to listen to, one is a bad album, but give it a shot, and zero is the worst thing you've ever heard. So uh, what do you got, Jeff? Go! Uh, so this is, like I said, this is, the, 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 this is when Green Day became Green Day, really. Their first four albums, they were kind of just toying with different sounds, wondering who they're going to be. Insomniac clearly is is a is a transitional album where they obviously were trying to do something that they didn't have to prove. They didn't have to prove anything to anybody. But Insomniac is definitely that album that they're trying to prove something. And Nimrod's mm-hmm. just kind of the first album that said, "Fuck it, let's just be let's just be Green Day." Probably since like like Thirty Nine Smooth or even Kerplunk, and they said, "Fuck it, let's just be Green Day." There's a lot of stuff on here for for a lot of different members, and it's it's the beginning of like international stardom be the beginning of this conglomerate of a fucking massive rock band 
and I dig. I dig it. I, there's a lot of nostalgia with me for this because, like I said, this was the first Green Day album that I bought with like my money that wasn't just handed to me. Um, and when I say handed to me, I really just took my mom's CDs because they're already there. So whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I mean, I think they're like, my top four for Green Day. They're all perfect. They're all three out of three. They they go back and forth between the rankings depending on my mood, depending on what I'm listening to, depending on what we're doing. And the Nimrod box set came out, and it comes with just like a ton of fucking stuff, a lot of demos, a really really rad live set from '97 that just has a fuck ton of songs, and it's really funny. And there's a lot of cool banter that Billy Joe he kind of calls people out and says, "These are fucking idiots." And that's what really I thought funny. too. I listened it's, to it today. It's really there, good. There was a lot of good banter. <laughs> he like even makes fun of people saying something about like your parents probably heard of us, and now you're coming here and something like that, talking about like old people and. It's just, it's just really, really cute, quirky, funny Green Day. And Nimrod just shows a band experimenting more with, with songwriting and not mm-hmm. being afraid to, uh, I don't know, just to be themselves. But um, my, my top four Green Days are all, are all perfect. Dookie, Warning, Insomniac, Nimrod, all perfect albums. All right. Um, yeah, my final thoughts. I, I think this is one of their most unique records only after Warning. They really took a lot of chances. And I really love that. And I do like how this week we both noticed that, you know, the first half is a completely different record from the second half. Um, and, and I just love how they, they took the chance and it really fucking worked. There's a lot of great shit on here, a lot of different styles and a, a per, like, I don't want to say a perfect transition, but a really good transition through stylings from Insomniac, which is super heavy, to this, which is kind of a hybrid of that. And then what is to become on Warning, where they completely drop like pretty much all the punk stuff and it's just this weird folky polka alt rock kind of punk thing so i don't know it's it's oh dude it i love this record i really have nothing more to say i mean we we talked about a a lot of good stuff about green day on this record and that as well as with the rankings and and i'm with you where you know dookie insomniac nimrod and warning are perfect records three out of three beyond bangers too and much like you you know they move all the time even dookie it's dropped it's gone up it's it's all over the place and right now warning is is my 2b you know i fucking love that record right now i'm obsessed with it i kind of wish we would have done that record this week rather than nimrod but i mean nimrod had to be done it is pop punk season which we didn't even talk about really but yeah yeah. knee deep dude knee deep in, in pop punk season but yeah, Nimrod, perfect three out of three. Nothing bad to say about it at all. Even even the filler songs are bangers. Come on. When does that happen? So, um, yeah. I don't know. Do you have anything else on this? On the, talk no, about that's on it. This? That's it. That's all, man. I Goddamn, I listened so much Greeny this week. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Go to uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. Five stars only. Tell all your friends because we are the best podcast in the world. And... Stay tuned because pop punk season continues. That's it. That's all. Let's let's jump to the next band, Panny Pannywise. Panny Pannywise. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I've been doing low B's, high B's, mid tier B's. And you just took but, that and copied it, which is fine. I just, it's great. I, I, gave, I gave it. I gave it a better, catchier. Yeah, that's fine. Thing, you know, no, you did great. You did a good job. No, you did great. <laughs> so disrespectful. <laughs>